This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Sounds corny. Not a joke. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. You know how we talk about it. Are we the people? Yeah, this, the thing, you guys, the stuff, that that paper that everybody signed. 51 intelligence agents back in Philadelphia, right? God help us. Welcome to welcome to Monday. I almost put us in Friday. Joe Biden's uh, brain problems are contagious. It's Monday on the Chris Plant Show. It's Michael Pelka with you here until Friday, uh, God willing. And and we're trying to get to everything in this third and final hour of the program today. There, there's a lot of stuff going on. But let me tell you right now, there's no update from really Saturday night on what happened in Russia between uh, Prigozhin's Wagner Group and uh, Vladimir Putin. And no one's seen either of them on live video or or recently in photographs, they put out a, a video that Putin recorded a while ago. But there's nothing to show proof of life on either. So we don't know. It's just all speculation. I hope our military has great intel. I really hope. I really, really, really hope. And it's, uh, it's a little troubling because if we go back to, to last year when Joe Biden went to Poland... He went to Poland and then subsequently took that long train ride into Ukraine and back. And we've been told that that's that shows his stamina, that he can ride a train, which we all know you can sleep on a train because I've slept on a train and you probably have too. But um, Joe Biden was in Poland last year and he was speechifying and said something about Vladimir Putin that uh, seemed to ring true this weekend when we thought maybe Putin was going to be overthrown. Here's what he said. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Hmm. For God's sake, this man, meaning Vladimir Putin, cannot remain in power. Isn't that interesting? And yet here we are a year later, really more than a year later. The war is progressing, continuing. Some say it's a stalemate. Some say this was an opportunity for Ukraine this weekend. I don't know because we never get any real information. 
But Joe Biden said it last year that this man cannot remain in power. Antony Blinken was on the CNN this weekend with Dana Bash and was asked a question about that statement. Let's see what the conversation gives us. On Vladimir Putin, last year the president said, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Is that still the American position? These are decisions for the Russian people. And this entire chapter is an internal matter. Um, it obviously has profound repercussions uh, outside of Russia, including potentially in Ukraine. But fundamentally, this is a, a Russian matter. It's not our business. It's not our purpose to choose Russia's leaders. That's up to the Russian people. Huh. So it's none of our business. I wish he would have said none ya. Yeah, I just wish one of these guys would say none ya. None ya business. Uh, Blinken was uh, dodging questions left and right. He was also asked by Danabash, do you believe that Xi Jinping is a dictator? Because we all know uh, Joe Biden said that Xi Jinping is a dictator. He flat out said it. But what does Antony Blinken think? Do you believe that Xi Jinping is a dictator? Um, the president speaks uh, clearly. He speaks candidly. I've worked- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Which president are you talking about when, when you're asked, uh, do you believe Xi Jinping is a dictator? <laughs> Which president was he talking about? The president speaks uh, clearly. Uh-huh. He speaks candidly. I've uh-huh. worked for him for more than 20 years, uh, and he speaks for all of us. So he speaks clearly. Well, your argument fails right there because he does not. He speaks clearly. He does speak candidly. And therein lies the problem, because it's candidly that he says a whole lot of really dumb stuff. Really dumb stuff. But he was also asked on Meet the Press, because he bounced over to hang out with uh, Chuck Todd. uh, Do you believe um, China's angry over the comment about Xi Jinping? And why do you believe that? Why do you believe the Chinese decide to be so publicly angry over this comment? Chuck, I can't put myself in, uh, in their minds. Um, what I can say is this. I went to China at the president's instruction uh, to try to bring a little bit more stability to the relationship. We have an obligation to responsibly manage that, uh, that relationship. China does as well, and we hear that from countries around the world. And restoring strong lines of communication, making sure that we can talk directly about the many and profound differences we have, as well as looking for places that we might be able to cooperate. Uh, that's a whole truckload of nothing, is it not? A a gigantic truckload of nothing. Hmm. There was also a discussion, again, with with Antony Blinken, our Secretary of State, with Dana Bash, about China. And uh, China, you know, they're, they're trying to build a facility right there in Cuba, which would house troops and they would say that what's well, a place to do training exercises. We need to have a place for training exercises because you know, there's just no room in China. We can't really do uh, military drills in China because the country is cramped and it's really a, a tiny, it's a huge country. They have plenty of room. What a load of Bravo Sierra. But here's our secretary of state giving the answer to Danabash about this uh, military spy base and training facility in Cuba. Are we going to prevent China from having a military base on the island of Cuba? 
Uh, excuse me, that's not Dana Bash. That's uh, Chuck Todd doing his Dana Bash impersonation. But Todd wanted to know if it's still about the Cuba thing. We uh, have uh, been not only looking, but also engaging in a number of countries over the last couple of years uh, where China's trying to get a, a foothold. And we've been engaged uh, diplomatically in a number of places. Yeah. And we've had some success. Now, before we get on to whether or not we're actually going to stop China from building this base in Cuba, we already know they've taken over the old Soviet listening post, which is 90 miles from America, and they can tune in and get signals intelligence from there. But they want to build a training facility. But we already know that, as Blinken has said, we've been engaged in uh, conversations around the globe in places where China is trying to get a foothold. I recall it was about a week ago, maybe it was two weeks ago, Kamala went to Africa. And she went to Africa to try and stop the Belt and Road Initiative that China has put in place in parts of Africa, where they do serious infrastructure projects, like they build airports, and they build roads, and they build buildings. And they loan the country the money to do that. And then when the country defaults on the loan, China comes in and says, well, now we own this. This is ours. They're like that bad loan shark. And when, when Kamala was there, I believe she was embarrassed. I'll find the clip. We'll play it. But here's, here's Blinken explaining, oh, you know, why it is a little bit of a concern that there's this, this base that may be built in China. I don't know. Anyone having a flashback to a memory of the missiles of October? Anyone remembering the Cuban Missile Crisis here? Is this the China-Cuban Missile Crisis happening? In um, either preventing that, delaying that, uh, or turning that around, we continue to do that. I've raised that directly with, uh, with my Chinese counterparts. They know where we stand on that issue. I noticed you say you raised it with your Chinese counterparts. There aren't, we, don't, we have no relations still with Cuba. I mean, this decision to pull back relations with Cuba, did we not just throw them into the arms of the Chinese? No, we actually have raised this with, uh, with, with the Cubans as well. So uh, they also, for them, there's right. no secret about uh, the, uh, the concerns that we have and the fact that we're watching this very carefully. Are we going to make sure it doesn't happen? Is this a line in the sand? Um, uh, again, we've made clear that, uh, this is a real, that this is a real concern. And as I said, uh, in a variety of places where China's tried to get a foothold uh, militarily or, uh, or with intelligence, uh, we've been uh, not only looking at that, we've been taking uh, action to try to push, uh, push back, and we've had some success. Uh, interesting. Chuck Dada actually asked a good question. Are we going to prevent that from happening? I can't believe I'm saying this. Nobody tell Chris. Chuck Todd actually asked a question. Are we going to prevent China from building a base in Cuba? And there was no definitive answer saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. We're, that's not going to happen on our watch. No. No, that's that's unsatisfactory. That's 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 not good. And when did we develop new relations with Cuba? Has anyone been noted on this? Has anyone been updated on this? If I missed a memo, you're you're welcome to call in and chide me. Triple eight six three zero nine six two five. In fact, it, it was recently that Kamala Harris was flat out embarrassed when she went on one of these missions that Antony Blinken is talking about, where she traveled to Africa on your dime, on my dime, 
and was there to attempt to convince the nation that she was visiting and a couple of nations in the area not to get in bed with China. That it's a bad idea. You're better off with us. The results are, I said, flat out embarrassing. I'm going to break here because I want to get this clip and play it for you. It didn't get any play. Almost no play on mainstream media. You'll hear it. It is... It is flat out embarrassing. That's the only way to put it. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome to Monday on the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka here, and God willing to be here all week. We're trying to get to everything. My goodness, there's stuff coming in. All the uh, cables are reporting that the Wagner Group has issued a statement, but not a video, so who knows. Statements are funny things. They could be written by anyone, can't they? Like text messages from the White House that might make you think that Joe Biden has uh, no cognitive issues. But the videos, well, they're pretty damning. Before the break, we were talking about what's going on with America and China and the fact that our Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, can't really give us an answer as to if we're going to stop what China's trying to do. China trying to build a military base, a spy base in Cuba, just 90 miles away from America. And this is also in connection and conjunction with those Confucius Institutes that are all over American universities. If you've ever heard Gordon Chang talk about it, and he's a great follow on Twitter, by the way, Gordon G. Chang. Um, The Confucius Institutes are embedded in major universities all over this country. And we saw what happened with China pouring millions into uh, University of Pennsylvania, where the Biden Library and the Biden office was funding, effectively funding Joe Biden not to give lectures, but pay him millions. It is amazing how China is insinuating itself everywhere. And Blinken says, though this is a concern, but, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. But he didn't say anything about stopping it, which that's kind of the thing, in case you missed it. Are we going to prevent China from having a military base on the island of Cuba? We uh, have uh, been not only looking, but also engaging in a number of countries over the last couple of years uh, where China's trying to get a, a foothold. So that's not a no. 
That's not a you know, or a yes. It'd be nice to get a, a solid answer. Are we going to prevent China from building a military base in Cuba? Well, hell yes. Do you think uh, a Trump administration would waffle on that? Do you think a DeSantis administration? Do you think any members of the Republican Party who are out there pitching themselves to try and be the nominee would waffle at all on that? I don't think so. But we do not have a definitive answer. And I mentioned that we were even mocked recently. Kamala Harris went to Zambia. Kamala Harris was sent. uh, They were trying to raise her profile. They're still trying to fix her. At some point, you have to realize she's not fixable. She was brought in for two reasons. She was put on the ticket for two reasons. She has a person of color card and she has a vajayjay. And that checked two boxes with Biden voters. She is not a serious person. She's not someone who who we should be sending to do any job. And this appeared on TikTok at a forum featuring a Chinese representative in front of a live audience with people from Zambia and talking about Kamala's trip to Africa to try and discourage the relationships that are developing with China and all these countries. Vice President of the U.S. came to Zambia, landed at a Chinese-built airport in Zambia, moved on a Chinese-built road in Zambia. The venue of this summit was actually a gift to Zambia by the Chinese government. And the key agenda of this summit was to curb Africa's cooperation with China in a Chinese gift to the African continent. So Kamala flew to Africa and she had a, uh, a pocket full of checks and promises from you and me. She had all kinds of promises that we were going to dole out millions in aid, millions and millions and millions in aid. And these people are speaking, this woman is speaking to a Chinese journalist, which means she's speaking to someone who's a member of the Chinese Communist Party. And she's saying Kamala arrived here and she landed at an airport that China built. She drove on a road that China built. She actually had a meeting with the people from Zambia in a building that was built by China and then given as a gift to the people of Zambia. And Kamala was there to say, "Uh, please like us more. It's embarrassing. And it, it just shows that we have a gigantic hole in credibility around the world, not just here with China, what's going on 90 miles away from our shores in Cuba, and now what's happening all over the world in countries that have, have sucked up all that assistance from China for the Belt and Road Initiative, and now China will own them, literally own them. It is like a mob movie, isn't it? Am I overreacting? Am I, am I taking this beyond a reasonable assessment? I don't think so. Maybe you disagree with me. I'd love to hear from you. You're welcome to join the conversation. 888 is the number. We will get into it after the break. Plus, Donald John Trump was speechifying this weekend. What did Mr. Trump say? Was there any news broken? And uh, a couple of other surprises. I have some crazy stories we absolutely have to talk about. Harvard's honesty expert apparently has a problem with honesty. And if you're a commuter 
or not a commuter any, long thank, any longer thanks to COVID, are you still paying a commuter tax? We'll talk about some fringy stories just around the corner. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. The Chris Plant Show on a Monday. Mike Opelka sitting in for my friend Chris Plant. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know there are a lot of choices out there. And we appreciate you listening to this program. And uh, if you listen to it, I don't know. My brother lives in Brazil and he listens via podcast because he can't get it live, which is kind of cool. So I'll hear from him with his review later, which is kind of funny for me. Uh, We have so many things to get to, and I want to continue the discussion about China. But we have breaking news that has happened during the program today. It looks like um, Fox News has finally formalized its primetime lineup. And they're shifting things around a little bit after they released Tucker Carlson. And Tucker on Twitter is destroying everybody. Absolutely crushing it on Twitter. Once a week kind of release. And I don't think that's the answer for him. I think there's a more regular offering coming from Tucker. But over at Fox, they have finally settled in. And uh, starting, I guess, maybe even immediately, uh, the 7 p.m. hour will be Laura Ingram. So she moves earlier. She had been at 10 o'clock. Laura Ingram at 7 p.m., followed by Jesse Waters replacing Tucker. So Jesse Waters got the spot that last week the Wall Street Journal opined was probably going to be Greg Gutfeld. And I actually thought that made sense. But, you know, Gutfeld's had such a huge effect on late night. That is a major, major deal. So Ingram to Waters to Hannity to Gutfeld. I think I got that correctly. And then who knows what happens after that. But uh, Fox News, which has been trying to stem the erosion of ratings after the removal of Tucker Carlson, has now set their new lineup. And that's kind of interesting to me, as I said. It's it's being reported everywhere now. Yeah, so uh, Waters got the slot that everybody wanted, and I honestly thought it was going to be Gutfeld. But maybe the, the people at Fox, who obviously know more than I do because they're making a lot more money than me, Uh, They have now decided that Gutfeld will probably still creep into that late night audience. And they have time to work this because the writer's strike continues. And the late night comedy shows, and I'm using air quotes around the word comedy. The late night comedy shows are uh, sidelined by this. So that's a big stinking deal. Big, big stinking deal. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how those negotiations were handled. Laura Ingram from 10 to now 7, followed by Jesse Waters, followed by Hannity, followed by Gutfeld. Hmm. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Uh, we had been talking about China and China and Cuba and this administration and what I think is a complete cacistocracy, it's government by the worst possible individuals. That's what that word means. And how we have been totally ineffective with China. But why would you expect Joe Biden to be effective in dealing with China when he has been a tool of China for so long? 
remember, he told us they're not bad folks, folks. China's going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. No. No, I, I, I think we have major problems, and we are behind the, the uh, timeline on this. We are way behind China. They've been building ships for their Navy for almost 20 years now. Really incredible, smaller, faster ships. They're, they're trying to take over that entire South China Sea area. And they've got designs on that part of the world. And now they've got these satellites all over the world. And if there's one in China, that's a, that's a problem. Chris is in Marshall, Virginia. Uh, Chris, you have thoughts on what's coming on here or coming up here with China? Good to talk to you, sir. It's, uh, I'm calling you from the front line of the heartland. Every time I speak to you, I always like to remind you that you are my favorite number two, sir. Um, <laughs> I, I still don't want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll talk to Chris Pan about it. Maybe we'll get it on a coffee mug for you. Um, but uh, everybody's losing their lunch, losing their minds over China in Cuba. I lived in the Bahamas for 15 years plus. The amount of Chinese investment in the Bahamas is staggering. They own everything in the Bahamas. Um, from Cable Beach to West End to Albany. Albany's that marina where Sam Brinkman Freed was, holds up. Uh, they own and operate one of the world's largest liquid propane, liquid natural gas and propane transfer and processing stations in Bimini, in the Bimini Island archipelago. And that's just, you can almost see it from Florida. Their really? investments in the Bahamas, they own the Bahamas. This is, um, this is troubling because they, they have uh, outposts everywhere across Africa. And we know China's – one of China's biggest deals was to um, get all of the, the rare earth minerals out of, out of the Congo. And those rare earths are needed to make those electric vehicle batteries. They're yes, also Isn't so it terrible. It's interesting when we hear about what we don't what, – what's not publicized. They yeah. want to throw. They want to float this balloon about China or about Cuba to create hyperbole, but they're intentionally ignoring the fact that they own just about everything that you can purchase in the Bahamas. All the commercial, all the residential property, they're buying everything up. Well, on top of that comes the reality here, Chris, that China is buying properties in America. Chinese companies, which really means the Chinese government are buying properties, farmland, in virtually every state in the country. Unless we get people to stand up and say, no, you can't do this, we're going to have China with operations everywhere in this country. They're, they're trying to get near bases in, out west. They've got uh, property in Oklahoma on which they are growing marijuana. Uh, they're telling us all kinds of fibs about it, but we're, we're dumb. We're not smart, and we need somebody smart. Uh, to uh, come in here in, in 497 days to win this election and take back America's sovereignty because it is creeping away. And it's being done right in front of us, and they're smiling and looking at us. And it's because we're just not strong enough, and we need to be a lot stronger. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you out there. Keep up the good work on the, on the front lines. He's one of the front line guys out there. Thank you, sir. 888 is the number on the Chris Plant Show. It's Michael Palka. I mentioned 
that um, Jerry Nadler, the waddler, had some brilliant statements to make. And by brilliant, I mean obviously not brilliant, absolutely idiotic statements to make. Jerry Nadler was part of the group that was out there walking the streets for the Pride Festival this past weekend. And remember, there are only uh, four days, four and a half days left till Pride Month is over. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, But the Nadler was out there, and um, a reporter approached him in the middle of the street as he was walking behind a banner that had his name on it, and uh, he had security around him. And Nadler, I I was kind of impressed, actually, that to see him walking, maybe there was a promise of hot dogs at the end of the street. I don't know. Although I don't think at the Pride Festival you would want to promise free hot dogs. That, That could be misinterpreted. But Jerry Nadler was out there, and uh, he answered questions, kind of. And I, I'm just astounded that this guy is in a leadership role anywhere. Moral panic that we're seeing surrounding Drag Queen Story Hour. Oh, the what? The moral panic surrounding Drag Queen Story Hour from the right wing. Suggesting what? What do you think of all the right wing moral panic we're seeing in regards to Drag Queen Story Hour? Jack who? Drag. Now, <laughs> I have to stop it. In 15 seconds, Jerry Nadler was asked a simple question. What do you think about the right-wing panic about Drag Queen Story Hour? A simple question. Pretty easy question. And it's kind of a softball, too. Hey, Congressman, what do you think about the the right-wing panic about Drag Queen Story Hour? And and he apparently has trouble hearing. Maybe he does because he's advanced in his age. Maybe he had some problems after he had that incident on stage a couple of years ago where he appeared to be out, gone, checked out, coded, had to be revived. They had to get the paddles out to get him back. Uh, maybe he has some issues. But it seems like a simple question. What do you think about the right-wing outrage over drag queen story hours? And you, you should have an easy answer. As a liberal, you go, oh, what's the problem? As a conservative, you would say, well, I'd like you to leave the children alone. What you doing as, as an adult pretending to dance around like a crazy clown, that's your, your decision, but leave the kids alone. But let's, let's go back to this because it's just epic Jerry Nadler. Moral panic that we're seeing surrounding Drag Queen Story Hour. Well, the what? The moral panic surrounding Drag Queen Story Hour from the right wing. Suggesting what? What do you think of all the right wing moral panic we're seeing in regards to Drag Queen Story Hour? Jack who? Drag Queen Story Hour? I'm not familiar with Drag Queen Story Hour. Uh, You're not familiar with Drag Queen Story Hour? I'm not familiar with Drag Queen Story Hour. I'm here to tell you that in the um, late 80s, I worked in New York City on radio. And it was in New York City in the late 80s, early 90s, where we started seeing the first green shoots, if you will, of Drag Queen Story Hour. And, of course, the publication of the book, Heather Has Two Mommies, that was put into public schools. But Jerry Nadler, who has claimed he has walked the pride route for 30 years now, is saying he has no idea what Drag Queen Story Hour is. He's not aware of it. You're not familiar with Drag Queen Story Hour? No. At all? You've never heard of Drag Queen Story Hour before? No. Okay. Well... I guess I'll follow up with a different question then. A lot of questions. What do you think about all the right wing? We got it back. 
Now this is Schumer. So he, the same guy finds Schumer to ask him about the same question, a moral panic about Drag Queen Story Hour. Gotta back up. Hour. We gotta clear the route. Please Absolutely. clear the route. Press, please step back. I and the press is moved. What do you think about right-wing moral panic surrounding oh, Drag Queen Story I need, Hour? I need you to step back from the senator. Oh, they don't want those questions to be asked. But now we know that Jerry Nadler, who a couple of years ago told us that um, Antifa, that that was a myth, that now he has no idea, has never heard of right-wing story hour, or drag queen story hour, right-wing. He's never heard of the moral panic over drag queen story hour. I think that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, I told you there were a couple other stories that I thought were vital we had to get to today. Uh, there were some speeches given over the weekend by um, Donald John Trump. Mr. Trump was at the Faith and Freedom event, and he gave the keynote address. He said some uh, pretty interesting things as well when he was in Michigan, and the speeches were fairly similar. Uh, Donald Trump is out defending himself as well as making his pitch to be the nominee. Now, he leads, as I said, handily. He's way ahead of everybody in the polls on the Republican side. It's, it's just almost embarrassing how far ahead he is. And even following the indictment, the recent indictment, Donald Trump has grown his lead. It has increased his lead. And in Michigan over the weekend, he was talking about uh, poll numbers and talking about uh, them in, in detail. Uh, here's Mr. Trump from Michigan. These incredible poll numbers are one of the main reasons the Marxist left is weaponizing the criminal justice system to try and stop us. If I wasn't running or if I was doing badly in the polls, all of this investigation bull would stop immediately. Stop immediately. Mr. Trump avoided the salty language at the Faith and Freedom event. He didn't need to be bleeped there. Uh, Mr. Trump also talked about what he plans on doing when he talked about making sure we stop the deep state. We will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. And we will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will defeat Crooked Joe Biden, we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. Yep. Sounds like the old Make America days, doesn't it? And now we have more proof about the uh, crooked Biden family. Mr. Trump also talked about wanting um, or the government and the, the forces at work currently wanted to take his freedom. And it's really because they're after you. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It feels like Donald Trump is back in uh, full campaign form. Now, does that mean he's going to actually appear on the debate stage for the first debate, the first GOP debate? I hope so. Coming up in just about two months, less than two months. All right, I'm taking a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. There may be one or two more calls coming in. It's Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show.
just like that, it's time for me to get out of here. Almost. We have a couple things we're going to try and get done. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show on this Monday. By the way, I've been monitoring CNN all day. All day. Not a word about Hunter Biden, about Joe Biden, about the allegations of serious, serious criminal activity within the Biden crime family. Nothing. Not a word. It's, it is uh, shameful. Shameful. Uh, let's quickly try and get a couple of calls in here, and then I'll try and put a button on the day today. Uh, Blair is in Arkansas listening on Radio 1030. Hello, Blair. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Of course, sir. I wanted to. I'm no apologist for Putin, but um, isn't NATO moving into Ukraine very, very similar to the Chinese moving into Cuba? Um. NATO moving into China, moving to Cuba. Doesn't Putin have a right to be mad about NATO moving into Ukraine? Maybe. But does Putin own Ukraine? No, he wants Ukraine. We don't want Cuba, do we? Sure. I'm sorry. NATO NATO is expert in politics in that region. But um, didn't didn't NATO kind of hint or offer Ukraine membership? Yeah, they did. And it's a a voluntary group. It's an offer to join NATO. Uh, Ukraine could have said, no, we want to remain independent. But they they saw the benefit, especially with Putin on their door with not only nuclear weapons after Barack Obama convinced Ukraine to give up theirs and promised that we would protect them. And then we did just the opposite. I, I, we're going to disagree on this one. Maybe we'll have a longer conversation in the future, but I got to rock and roll. I want to get one more call in here. Chris in San Diego, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I can't believe it's in California. That's the only unfortunate part. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good to talk to you, Michael. I love your idea about Veterans Month, but uh, I think it should be Medal of Honor Month. Do you know that how great would it be to have a Medal of Honor month where we honored every Medal of Honor winner in the history of this country? I, I suspect you I might agree. have. A, do you have a military relationship in your history? Are you in in the military? Or have you served? I'm retired. My dad's retired also. So it's uh, it would be it, I think it would be a great thing. It would be a great thing, Chris. And. I, I sensed it when I heard the tone in your voice, the respect for the military. It would be a great thing. Thank you. Thank your father for the service to this country. We can't ever thank you enough. And, yeah, a pride month for military, especially focused on Medal of Honor winners and all those Purple Heart winners and bronze and silver star winners would be a wonderful thing, as well as honoring all the Gold Star families. Thank you, Chris. God bless you. Wow. A busy day, and we didn't get to everything. I didn't get to tell you about the Harvard professor who's supposed to be in charge of honesty, who's been accused of dishonesty in a major way. And you won't believe how mad the WNBA is about an NBA mascot. We'll get all of it in tomorrow. So Pelkin in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. (laughs) 
the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.